Hey guys. Hi. <laughs> Hi. So I think today we're going to do stuff a little different. And you guys know we normally have like a crazy ass quote from like the internet or mm-hmm. TikTok. So I think today we want to make it a little more surprising. So we're going to ask each other some questions. And obviously we don't know what we're going to be asking. So I'm going to have Diana go first. I'll All go right. last. <laughs> of course. <laughs> All right. So this goes for you and Julie. Well, both of you guys. All right. Now, I want you guys to think about it before you guys reply. You guys have five Me seconds. Me think before speaking? You have to think. This time you have to think. I'll try. You're giving me anxiety. All right. <laughs> Ready? Listen to the question. What's your biggest fear about life? Diana. This is deep. <laughs> Why are you so dark? That's not dark. That's that's thought-provoking. Okay. Uh, you want to go first? I'll, I'll go, go first. first. Um, it's always been my fear, and Ileana probably knows what this is. My fear is not being successful. And that's very vague, but I feel like success doesn't really have a measure. So because I have nothing to, like, measure against, mm-hmm. that's my fear. Like, when do I stop? I guess you could say, when do I stop trying to become successful? Like, at what point does someone say to me, like, oh, you're done, like, you're successful? So to me, mm-hmm. like, that's my fear, like, not knowing when to stop, I guess. Interesting. That sounds crazy because I shouldn't want to stop, but I feel like that's my fear, not being successful. I don't think necessarily stop, just like a pause. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Next. (laughs) I've been thinking this entire time, if you couldn't tell. (laughs) Um, But it's similar to what you said, but it's kind of like me not kind of meeting my own expectations and maximizing my my capabilities. Okay. So like reaching my fullest potential. Like, for so example, like for t- any venture that I take, like me not reaching the 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 maximum height that I can, like photography, m- me not completely exploring ex- it, not not completely exploring and not getting to the very end, like knowing everything I could know, like completely excelling in every aspect of photography, but not just photography and everything that I do in life. I think that's, that's your biggest fear. fear about life. Yeah. Okay. Not maximizing everything. Oh, okay. I see. All right, cool. Yeah. All right. Are you going to answer? No. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I will go down a spiral. <laughs> no, we're not going to do that. Oh, my God. That's why we have that. questions for you. Oh. All right, Ileana, go. What's the last lie you both told? What? <laughs> I want to hear this. Oh, man. I'm thinking hard because it's not that I haven't. It's just which one am I going to share? It's a general one. Make it spicy. I, I, I'm i very honest. Okay. I just thought of one. It was actually this morning, but go ahead. Mine's is just I'm not over it. Diane. So your lie was that you're over it. Huh? But your lie no. was... My lie was that I'm not over it when clearly I'm... Oh, wait, no. Your you lie is that over, you are yeah. over it. There you go. My lie is that I am over it. Okay. Okay. My lie was... <laughs> um, Yeah, we could be friends. Esta pendeja. <laughs> That's such a Julie answer. Yeah, that but... That is a very Julie I, answer. I'm not going to give the backstory. No. Just leave it there. Yeah. You don't want to give a taste? No. This person's actually blocked on Instagram, so... Okay. But yeah, we could be friends. Say less. <laughs> Moving on. It's not even a person you guys know. That's the crazy part. Wow. Um, all right, my turn? Yes. Okay. Do you think crying is a sign of weakness or strength? Both? Mm, no, one or, one or the other. I think it's strength. Why? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very like, generic with my answers. Um, Because... I mean, first of all, I don't know where people got that crying was a weakness because I remember before I kind of used to be like that. And now that I feel like it damages me more when I keep those emotions in, it mm. makes me stronger knowing the fact that I'm able to express my emotions where there's people there that have the emotional capacity of a rock. <laughs> That's like your favorite thing now. It so is. Shout out to Jennifer, man. Shout out to Jennifer, my therapist. Go ahead. Yeah, you, you pretty much like on target with what I had to say. No, but I mean, it's either yes or no. I'm saying it is a sign of strength. I'm not going to say the opposite. So you guys don't think it's a sign of weakness at all? No, but still, me as a person, I don't really do that. (laughs) I don't really allow myself to do that. But 
I know that is a, a technically a weakness of mine because I I see that there is strength in being vulnerable. There is strength in mm. in emotional responsibility and and emotional stability. Responsibility. I like that. It's true. So word of the day: emotional responsibility. <laughs> yeah, feel your feels. Interesting. I'm so, so in Indiana's case, that. <laughs> in Indiana's <laughs> case, it's both. But that's an interesting question. I'm probably gonna answer that for myself at some point because oh. I'm a crier. We know. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> all right, guys, that was some good questions. I guess we can actually start now. Woo! So welcome back. I'm Julie. I'm Diana, and I'm Eliana. <laughs> oh Eliana, we gotta change your tone when you say your name. I don't know. She's not. <laughs> not the deeper voice. <laughs> All right. So today we have a very special guest. Round of applause. <laughs> so if you want to introduce yourself, Kat. Hi, everybody. My name is You Love Kat. Um, I'm a content creator and business owner. Uh, and I just want to say uh, thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. Thank you for coming to join us today. So, as you know, things might get spicy. Things might not get spicy. We might cry. We might laugh. Everything happens in this little room. Let me tell you something. (laughs) When I say content creator, yes, I do mean for TikTok and um, for Instagram. But I also mean for Twitter. And I also mean for OnlyFans. So, I'm definitely okay with spicy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well-rounded. Perfect. So, let's get started with some questions. So... What was young cat like, like personality wise? Like, who were you? Okay, so I love that you asked me young cat because uh, I actually refer to my young self as kitten. Oh, that's cute. My name is cat, right? Ah, kitten. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. Um, So, kitten has always been uh, very, very outlandish. Loud and colorful. Um, I act, what's interesting is that I see myself a lot in my niece, uh, my niece Sophia. And what's interesting is that her birthday is an exact week away from mine. Oh, so if my birthday is on Thursday, her, her birthday is a week later on Thursday. And it's so funny because she reminds me constantly. So, you know, the whole attitude and oh, yeah. very, I was like a Disney kid, like for real, for real. <laughs> that's a, that. that's as best as I can describe it as a Disney kid. I love that. I, I like that. Yeah. Um. So I guess we're just gonna like just dive deep a little bit into. Listen, like, your you childhood. can go right in. I'm gonna tell you guys right now. I am so happy to be here. One because uh, this is uh, an all female uh, rule of femme, right? Yeah. This is a female <laughs> podcast. So like, I've been on a podcast previously or a couple of times. It's just been with men, and not that they don't know about OnlyFans, but I think it's great to be in closer to the perspective mm-hmm. of a woman in yeah. OnlyFans. Okay, so I, I'm really happy. I can, I feel like I can get a little more in-depth and mm-hmm. vulnerable. So I'm happy to be here. Oh, yeah, I'm here to take some yes. tips. No, listen, <laughs> I, give, I give all the tips away. All right, I'm not here. I don't gatekeep. I do not gatekeep. That's exactly what we need. Yeah. So, okay, so talking about your childhood, I guess what... I guess it's like a general question so we can start off like, you know, when you were younger, what did you see yourself, you know, growing up as? Like, you know, what did you want to be when you wanted to, like, to be younger? Like, for example, when I was a kid, I wanted to sell cars. The fuck I thought I sell cars? Yeah, yeah. 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 It used to be weird, but like, you know, everybody, <laughs> that's you're really kid. interesting. You're so that's very go-getter mentality. <laughs> that's very go-getter mentality. So interestingly enough, I love that you uh, had the go-getter mentality. I did not have that. So um, I grew up very, very tight-knit with uh, religion. I grew up in a predominantly Christian home. And I'm talking about, like, very, very Christian. Like, almost like we don't eat Lucky Charms type of stuff. We uh, don't say we're lucky. We say we're blessed. Mm -hmm. Um, Sunday, Friday, and sometimes Wednesdays in church. So I grew up very, very um, tight-knit with that. And... um, that heavily influenced who I uh, thought myself or who I thought I was going to be, who I was at the time. And I thought I was going to either be a veterinarian when I was younger. And then as I started uh, when I was in high school and now actually looking towards careers, I kind of wanted to just have a family. And I was like, what's the best thing that I can, you know, be a mom 
oh, teaching. And I'm kind of good at that because I, in church, I used to be um, the uh, vacation Bible school teacher. Yeah. I used to do a lot of like plays and sing. And I did a lot. Interestingly enough, I did a lot of entertainment in uh, in the church uh, industry. And that's really kind of all I thought. Just yeah. school and have a teaching career and have a family. It's literally what I I was gonna do. <laughs> I kind of want to pick your brain a little bit when it comes down to like the religious like upbringing because yeah. like I feel like maybe just like all of us like you know being Latinas like you know they always implemented us like you know you have to go to church you know you have to you know don't do this because it's un pecado like si haces esto oh. vas al infierno whatever all this stuff I remember hearing that from my mom it's my dad guilt. yeah <laughs> it's so, guilt so yeah. I guess like you know. <laughs> Now how I see religion and like how others, I guess, you know, there's religion is so big. Did you ever think to yourself, like maybe like, you know, my calling is to just be home, be a housewife or just be a wife, you know, take care of my husband, have kids and just like just be the normal like religious, you know, follow follow God's rule. I didn't feel the calling. I felt domesticated okay. to it. So I'm I just I'm learning. uh a little bit, a little bit more about myself. So I definitely recommend if you guys get a chance uh, to read the book, uh, The Mastery of Self. Mm. Um, it's awesome because you start to learn and you start to take kind of like inventory of uh, your upbringing. Right. And this is why I bring this up because I always felt like the right thing to do was what my parents said. Yeah, mm -hmm. and yes. I felt differently but I didn't want to disobey them because of how much emotional uh, baggage that came with it there was a lot of guilt involved like if you do this you're going to hell and like you're like oh my god hell seems like such a bad place <laughs> and it's like I don't like that you do this you're hurting my feelings and the thing is I think as uh, Latinas we are really like the pressure is really put on us so, Girl. you know, with that said, I I definitely felt like I was domesticated mm -hmm. to want to be. And I thought that that was success, right? Because, you, you know, earlier you kind of mentioned about like the level of success and not knowing what to measure it to. And I think that that is the problem, mm -hmm. that we're not taught that success is what we want, what ultimately makes us happy, right? Because our parents came here, like, you know, on a dollar and a dream as immigrants, right? So we have to be grateful for the decision and the sacrifices that Sounds like my they, mom. Jesus. Yeah. That I, they I, I, like, you're talking and I'm seeing so many parallels yeah. between you both. You get what I'm saying? Like, it's the, you know, they came, you know, on a dollar and a dream and we have to pay them the utmost most respect for them following their dreams, which is interesting. And I think that, that guilt, like yeah. a lot of a lot of Latinos realize that they came to the United States and it's not what mm -hmm. it's all cracked out to me. Like the American dream is mm -hmm. not for everyone. The American dream is for typically the white male. Mm -hmm. So because of that, like I feel like there's a lot of resentment and they pour that on in or project that onto the kids, which yeah. is our generation. Like right. most of us are first generation or a lot of us are first generation Latinos mm -hmm. in, you know, in the United States. And I think that we feel that resentment of like, dude, you came here at 30. You decided this or you came here at 18 or you came here at whatever age. Like I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't ask you no, to come no, here. And then they kind of hate us for that. <laughs> yeah. Or they put some incredible pressure like, I came here, you have to be a doctor now. Yeah. Fulfilling their dreams. But yes. something that Liana I think wants to touch on. No, touch so on. I kind of wanted to ask about your teen years now that we um, saw the role that religion played in your upbringing. So do you think that um, religion um, and your upbringing like played into any insecurities as you were growing up? Very much so. Um, in fact, that's actually why I ended up, I think, uh, doing sex work as a, a content creator um, because I was constantly being told that my uh, physical appearance causes men to sin. So uh, don't wear... What? Yeah. Yes. That's oh, yes. Crazy. No, no, no. It's very, yeah. Um, my oh, mother would, I you know, that. my mom would say, like, mm -hmm. you're wearing that skirt to church. And it was like, even like a pencil skirt. Yeah. And um, 
because they were in fashion at the time and, you know, it wasn't like short. She was like, well, you're going to make men sin and you have to be more conservative. You have to cover up. So like even to this day, like if I'm going out and I have leggings, I'm always going to want to take a longer jacket because I'm like, oh, my God, I'm I'm drawing attention to myself. I'm being like, you know, like. And, and, and that's just, that's, again, domesticated, yes, programmed into I, my head. Yeah. Even though I don't, like, in all reality, it's like, no, fuck that. I can walk out in tights, but my go-to, my nature is I need something longer to cover up. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's definitely me. It reminds me. Remember I always told yeah, you guys, so just, my mom has a hair salon, right? Mm-hmm. And me and my cousin were never, till this day, I don't go out in sweatpants. Like, even to go to the pharmacy, to go to the dollar store, I will not wear sweatpants. And if I wear leggings, I'm probably wearing something long. Because my mom would literally not allow me to go out in anything loose, like loose clothing or anything too tight or don't show your belly. No, your belly button is a sacred thing. Like, it was so... (laughs) No, like, if I showed my belly (laughs) button, I'm being so, like, provocative, like... But the whole thing yeah, with sweat, skin. yeah, you're showing skin. The sweats, forget about it. Till this day, I wear sweats only inside the house because I'm what 29 now, and I'm still like afraid. Like I will not wear sweats to my mom's job. And and I, I want you to know, like, it's not real. Oh, it's not. It's not. But it's the, thickening. It's, it's, we're literally domesticated, and that's why I'm using that word because we're taught that this is right or this is wrong, and then our. Uh, emotional or like our emotions or emotional well-being is in jeopardy because like I love you until you do this. Mm. Now I'm upset at you as parents. Mm -hmm. Like it's conditional and because it's conditional we become domesticated and we have emotional needs as kids and I think that that's what played a huge role in that where like I wanted my mom's approval and um, she was not nice to me about it and I think because So I'm Dominican and Ecuadorian. My mom is Ecuadorian. My father is Dominican. Um, I'm very, very curvaceous. I'm probably the the second one. My grandmother was very curvaceous. She's on my Dominican side. And I'm the only curvaceous one on my mom's side. So there's a level of attention that I got that I think made my mom feel uncomfortable and it uh, probably manifest, insecure. It, ma- it manifested itself into like jealousy, and I felt that a lot growing up. So, imagine you're a teenage girl. You don't mm-hmm. want your mom to feel jealous of you, so you just kind of conform to whatever it is that they say. I literally have chills. It's like my entire story, right? <laughs> um, and and so you conform to whatever it is that they say, so that you can get their validation because you're a kid and you need your parents. You need to feel safe. So you're going to mm-hmm. do whatever it is that they ask of you and you believe it and you believe it so much so that it becomes second nature. Second nature where you're 29 years old and you're afraid to wear sweats outside. Yep. Um, mm. And I want to let you know that these are all of the things that I had to really go through and think about and ask myself when I decided to do OnlyFans because I stepped out of that genjutsu of that mindset, of that domestication, that which is all I knew. And I decided, like, there was more. So, yeah. I think before you were not seeking validation through through your mom because I at the end of the day, you already know where she stood with that. Right. But now I feel like subconsciously or consciously your decision to start OnlyFans, it was to celebrate what you have a hundred percent um because i actually get that acceptance yeah i actually have body dysmorphia and that's what drove me to do OnlyFans. i felt like constantly judging my body and i fluctuated from so when i was 18 i was like 170 pounds 180 pounds then my first year of college i dropped down to like 140 then i started going up then i was like 150 then i went up to like 160 so much so that i even got my breasts done like and this is after getting my masters it was just like every time i accomplished something still i didn't feel happy with mm-hmm. myself and then to top it off uh, to, to top it all off i had body dysmorphia and I know that it came from like the the, the squeezing chichos. of the mm. chichos. Mm. Like just I think it was yesterday or the day before, I had a shirt that had like a little slit. And then as soon as I see my mom, mind you, I saw her in this public place. I was like, Mom, hi. And she was like, Oh, hi. 
fine. The first thing that she did was like tickle me the fact that it's I'm showing a little bit of skin. Like a V cut. Not even a V cut. It oh. was just it was just cut out. It was just like a little bit. All you saw was just like a little piece of my skin, not even like cleavage. And she's just like tickling you tickling it like insinuating like oh you're showing mind you I had like leggings I had the long thing I'm like this is a mom approved outfit and still so that right there gave me the sense of never good enough never satisfied Mm -hmm. I saw my mom uh, get a tummy tuck I saw her be like ay estoy gorda ay mira ay dios mío estoy gorda so I hated my body for it and then in my teaching career, I got shamed as a teacher for having a curvaceous body. Oh, okay. Oh. We're going to get into that. We're going to get into that. Okay. Woo, that was a lot. How you feel right now? <laughs> <laughs> I you feel like now, girl, let it out. Up and you're like, ah, let it out. You she let got it out, me thinking about my mom and my experience. Because yeah. every time I go over to my family's house, like yeah. you can ask them, I stress about what to wear. Till this day. Yes. I'm like, I can't wear a crop top. Those pants are too high. They're too low. Like You have I'm a not- family wardrobe. Yes. Me too. Yeah. I have a family wardrobe. I literally do. I think this is the one time I feel like Liliana where I can't relate. I can't. I've just always looked like I, 20 right years now, younger than what I am. Right now, it's the Julian Cat show. Yeah. You, like, <laughs> oh my God. Um, okay. So let's, I guess, try to, what is it? Steer? What's the, what's steer, the corporate redirect. word? redirect. Sure, that. Let's redirect. No, <laughs> not redirect. <laughs> let's deviate a little bit. So let's talk about, okay. So I obviously personally know you. So I know yeah. you have uh, different businesses. Yes. I think you have your CMOS business and yes. you have, I think you reached out to me one time regarding your bartending one. Yes. So how did that come about? Like, I know you graduated college with your master's, which... Thank you. From yeah. NYU. Yes, yes, from New York so, University. I don't know if you still use that. Like, did you feel like... First of all, did you feel like your master's was worth it? One. And no. two, how did you feel, I guess, <laughs> I love the way off <laughs> to other businesses and that eventually got you to doing, right now, just content creation? So, I guess... Okay, so let me explain the the, the transition. It all started. Uh, it all started. Um, I started teaching in Bloomfield, um, and then we transitioned. the The building transitioned into Newark, so I was also teaching in just Essex County. Right. Um, so I say that because it was um, a low socioeconomic kind of uh, ordeal, like an urban school. So um, ultimately, though, the kids were amazing. I love the kids. They were great. And because I felt like I could relate to them so much, right, because I'm from Jersey City, I felt that I wanted to give them a a kind of like a a teacher they could relate to. Like, you see me, like, I be talking like this. Like, you see me up here. I'm a teacher. I'm professional. And I know how to turn it on and off. And you guys need to see people like yourselves to know that you too can be more. You too can be what you want to be. So I got a lot of rapport with students. Students used to come to my class on, you know, free periods to chill. Yo, was good, teach? Yo, was good, Miss L? And of course, I had the boys who had like crush on me. Damn, Miss L, you so pretty. Miss <laughs> L, you gonna come to you gonna come to prom with me? You know. But I will always be like, boy, you don't even got a bill in your name. Like, uh, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it, it, relating they, to them, right? And then they used to really like respect me because of the fact that I wanted, I respected them. I used to, act, you know, when they would act childish, I'd be like, yo, like, do you want to get treated like a kid? Or you want to get treated like an adult because the way you're acting right now is going to get you treated like a kid. And I know that's not what you want. So, you know, decisions up to you. So, like, I'm very big on independent thinking. Um, And so I implemented that. And because I built a strong rapport with the students, the teachers didn't like that because the teachers and school and the, you know, the administration is very big on hierarchy. Like, I got the power. It's what I say. You don't get up until the, I, um, you know, the bell doesn't dismiss you. I dismiss you. Oh, you get what I'm saying? Like, right. It, and we've all heard that from a teacher. And I, I'm not like that. Like, I don't believe in that. And they used, like, my, me, my being curvy as a way to target me because they hated my philosophy of teaching. Mm -hmm. They didn't like that I was easygoing or respected the kids. They thought it was okay to talk shit about the kids in the teacher's room, in the teacher's lounge. And I'd be like, I disagree with that. Oh, spill it all. Spill it all. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I I didn't like that. Mm -mm. So... 
Wait Miss a second. academics over here? No, oh. I'm thinking. Like, teachers really talk shit in the... T- I loved all my let, teachers. Let like, tell. I had such they a problem. They probably talk hella shit on you. Hella shit on you. Like, yo, Miss Elena Rivera, no, she's so annoying. No, but let me tell you. No, but this is the thing. Teachers only reward kids who obey. Yep. Kids who are doing their homework. That's that's it. And if you're a people pleaser, it's really easy to get liked. You get what I'm saying? And I was very, very, very liked Mm -hmm. as a student, Mm -hmm. as a kid, because I was a people pleaser. But I didn't have an identity. I didn't have a, hey, I have a question. I didn't Mm -hmm. challenge authority. And that's the that's that's the issue, because my issue with education or public education is we're just building other workers, consumers, and we're not teaching them to think. And with that, like that, that just poured into my teaching and they didn't like that. They didn't like that. And yeah, that's very interesting. I feel like you as a teacher, you taught them real life. So you know how when they say when you get out of college, like you're going to experience the real world. Mm -hmm. Like, it's amazing that you did that with little kids. Do you know what I mean? Like everyone who's younger than us and you taught them how to be real. Like you already went through the stages that they're going to go through. And it's like. I'm going to teach you what's real. We still got to do homework, but I'm going to teach you real life stuff from now. No, I'm some serious. Because they grow up thinking like, yo, I remember she told me this and like, this is how I face the situation versus like, oh, I read this in this book and I should handle it this way. But honestly, what's in the books is not really the way to go about things. It's a lie. Let me tell you how I still have my students following me. Mm. I still have my students being like, yes, Miss Lazardo. Yes, I see you. Yes, that's my teacher. You created friends, supporters, mm. like lifelong people who you made an impact, not in ways that other teachers did. Because there are probably these kids who have the teachers that are not like you are probably thinking like, I hate her. She gave me so much homework. Like their thoughts on this teacher, they just put that image towards those teachers instead kids of you. Kids used to come to my classroom to vent or to cry or to be upset. You know what I'm saying? Like I and and. Teachers didn't like that. And it's like, I don't understand. Literally, it's the jealousy thing. Yeah, yeah. of course. And that reminded me of my mom. Mm. And that's why I I was, I, and, and I even got tenure. I made it through all of the hoops. I made it through all of the hoops. And, but I got chastised so much. So much so that, like, I put a picture when I was on vacation on my own time on a cruise. I put a picture of me in a bathing suit. It was a one-piece bathing suit, given it was sexy. But I put, I put a picture of it up. Now, somebody who had already graduated, who was my student, and I mentor her to this day. She's my mentee. You know, she she just, her freshman year, she latched onto my hip and never let go to this day. She's in college and everything, doing her thing. Shout out to my baby, Fanaya. Love you. <laughs> um, so she uh, reposted the picture because she was like, look at my mentor doing her thing. Yeah, she traveling. Supporting. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, trying to gas me up and be like, yes, yeah, she's goals. You know, showing that, yo, you can travel, travel, like mm-hmm. make sure you go explore. And because she reposted it, there was uh, uh, underclassmen who were following her, who were still my students, who were still students at the school. Mm-hmm. So that picture went viral. So now these students have all seen me in a picture in my bathing suit. Now, it's not my fault that this shit went viral in the school. Mm-hmm. So by the time I come back from uh, the the time off, uh, I come back and they like, hey, we need to have a meeting with you. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, why? Oh, this is the moment. This is the moment where it's like, all right, mm-hmm. she got real. And I'm like, what you mean? Like, uh, yeah, we need to discuss something. So it was the principal, the superintendent, the human resource, um, the human resource uh, department, department, the the person, the, the director, who by the way is a mayor of a town. Which, if you tell me that that's that's crossing, right? Anyway, but whatever. And they were all men. Mm -hmm. I think there was one woman there, and they all sat around me, and they pulled up a picture. And they were like, hey, so your picture went viral and students got a hold of it. You need to monitor what it is that you're posting. You can't be posting that. And I was like, first of all, I can't keep track of who's on following and who's not. And my page is on private. So if they're using an alias, 
I can't do anything about that. Yeah. And then I sat there and I asked them, I said, hey, do you do this to all the teachers that post a picture of them at the beach in their bathing suits on their you know, time off? And you know what they did? Blackmail me. They said, you don't want to go down that route. And then followed followed up with, hey, um, we noticed that you were, uh, I think you were misusing your days, weren't you? What? And I was like, oh, okay. And what was interesting about that is that I, after that, then they brought me into the room with just the superintendent, uh, the principal, and the human resource, again, all men. And they pulled up my picture, like that big, and a computer of me in the bathing suit and made me look at it. And I said to them, I said to them, yes, no. I wish is... you guys that are listening to this right now can see our faces. Because me, Judy, <laughs> like, I, to... I think Ileana lost color again. <laughs> my jaw, sh- I can't close my mouth. My eyes, oh my God. This is a lot, Kat. I'm, I'm so sorry, but c- continue because this is, this is, wow. And so they pulled it up and I said, damn, I look good. <laughs> You said that. And the that. superintendent looked at me, and then he looked at the picture. And, As you should. And I'm sure they were all thinking the same thing. And of guess course. what? He said, I have the same one at home. I said, maybe we can match. Wait, he has the same what at home? Like the same bathing suit. Like, he's like, I got the same one. <laughs> What's he saying? Like, like joking oh, me? Yeah, yeah. Like, trying to be like, a fucking tr- jerk? Right, like trying to make light of the situation. Like, no, you motherfuckers just embarrassed the shit out of me. Mm. And you tried me. And you thought I was going to crack? No, I'm a bad bitch. You got the wrong one. Yeah. Literally. Okay. Literally. You got the <laughs> Thank wrong you. one. <laughs> Thank you. So what was interesting about that moment is uh, they were like, oh, you're going to have to sign paperwork saying that, you know, kind of like we reprimanded you and told you whatever, blah, 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 blah. But they couldn't fire me because I was already a tenure. Yeah, I'm a bad bitch. I'm such a good teacher that I made it to tenure. Mm-hmm, yeah. So oh my God. when they tried to tell me that, I, I then said, okay, no problem. Could you send me um, a record of the minutes of the meeting, please? <laughs> Never heard from them again. Oh, of course not. They're not gonna do that. They, I didn't have to sign nothing. Not even acknowledging that the meeting happened. So that happened in January of 2020, and then the pandemic started oh, in February. So it was an amazing thing for me because I got to start working from home starting March. And that was the start of my entrepreneurship journey. That's where I was like, yo, they're really putting me through shit. And my mental health had spiraled so much so that I had so much PTSD. I um, had depression and was diagnosed with uh, anxiety as well. And I said, "Okay, fine. I took the summer off. I enjoyed it. And now, you know, uh, fall of 2020, we had to go back. And I said, well, I do have asthma, so I'm going to get my doctor to uh, get me, you know, get me documentation that I need to work from home. I do. And I send it. And the human resource, remember, the mayor mm-hmm. of, of this town who was at that meeting says, I find it suspicious that you're sending this right before school starts. I said, sir, you asked for this documentation and I'm providing it. I literally. You're going by like the book. Like I snapped. Yeah. I snapped. I snapped. I had an episode. I like anxiety, panic attack, like everything. And I called my supervisor. I was like, I am not going back. How do I quit? Tell me oh, right shit. now. And she's like, what happened? What happened? I said, well, your superintendent doesn't want to is questioning my documentation that was given to me by an actual doctor about my health. And because he has certain biases of me, he's treating me uh indifferently indifferently yeah and she was like oh um uh give give me one more she then i get i get a phone call the next day oh miss lazardo you've been approved to work from home now oh. i said no no um actually could you please give me the paperwork for a uh, leave of absence hmm. fuck you fuck you wow. fuck you yeah so i got the i got the oh no but no i don't i need i need time off for my mental health i checked myself into a partial program where they helped me uh learn how to uh uh your coping skills yeah my coping skills the tools that you yeah, need cbt dbt yes. all of that yeah and let me tell you it's been it's been a game changer for me and once i finished that 
um, because they only gave me a certain amount of time. I had to leave. I couldn't work there anymore. Yeah. I was incapable of working there. I was literally going to spiral back in and I, I just couldn't. I had it so taken much. You out of character. I had so much PTSD that I could not get up in the morning. All I could do was cry. Yeah. So I I took time off and I started my CMOS business, mm-hmm. um, uh, SheMOS Boss. Right now that is on pause because it started growing so much that I I have so many things going on mm-hmm. that I need to start hiring people. So I had to kind of take a step back on that, um, because my OnlyFans is really really popping off right now and my social media. That's really what I'm constantly concentrated on and I do want to return and you know kind of automate those things because I, I see the benefits in it um yeah so I started Shemos Boss and then slowly I because I was already modeling my mm-hmm. fiance is a boudoir photographer and you know when I met him he was uh shooting boudoir models and all that stuff so like he would you know he'd be like hey like why don't you get behind the camera I mean like why don't you mm-hmm. get in front of the camera so I started doing boudoir shoots but we never released them because mm. of my situation with the school right. so once um you know i quit my job i remember february 5th 2021 so i came up just recently on two All years dates are you yeah. and Jesus. <laughs> just like you and julie <laughs> <laughs> and so uh it's been two years that i've been an actual entrepreneur and i figured it out and that's when I started doing OnlyFans and with and I started releasing some of the things that uh, I had been working on previously. Yeah. I love that. Wow. How the tables turned. I know how the turntables. Yeah. How the turntables. Oh my and god. And I can only imagine throughout this entire journey, even though that you were with your fiance and I'm pretty sure you had support, I can only imagine how lonely it still must have felt with all of that. And I feel like also that must have given you the drive, like the like the spark in order for you to just be like, you know what? I don't care what these people think. I don't care what these people yeah. say. Like, you yeah. know, you had the right tools, you had everything. And I'm sure you're probably still struggling with it now. Yeah. Yeah. But I think all of that that happened was a blessing in disguise for mm-hmm. all the blessings that you have coming right now to you. Oh, preach. Like Amen. a lot of blessings that you have coming to you. So, you know, you talked about your mental health and like, you know, you talked about everything else that, you know, came along with it. Mm-hmm. So I guess just trying to, I guess, move on to, I guess, your present day. So when you meet people or when you try to venture off to different businesses or do a collabs, like, mm-hmm. you know, how do you, I guess, introduce yourself? Like, do you feel sometimes a certain type of way when you're like, hey, I do content creation, I do Instagram, I do Twitter. Oh, wait, and I also do OnlyFans. Like, how comfortable did you have to get in order for you to say that? So I had, it took a lot of uh, uh, self-inventory to do that. Um, I did have to, again, let go of the domestication. Uh, yeah. What's interesting is I'm 95% sure my parents know that I do this, but they will never mention it to me. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so they don't know anything. They, like, no, no. I think they know about this, okay. but they don't mention it to me. Like, okay. they're, they are very big on don't ask, don't tell. Yeah. Because they're very judgy. Let's let's mm-hmm. get straight oh, to it. Yeah. They're judgy, mm-hmm. and they're going to tell me that I'm doing all this bad stuff. I don't feel that way. And I've learned that... The only perception that I really give a fuck about is mine. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I only care about how I see myself. And once I really clinged on to that, I was able to just let it go. So it's not about how comfortable or uncomfortable I feel about saying that I do OnlyFans. It's about how comfortable or uncomfortable that person I'm telling mm-hmm. feels about me doing OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is because very it has true. nothing. I, I feel great mm-hmm. because when you do OnlyFans, it's only as little or as much as you want. You have the total freedom. You can show up once a month or you can show up every fucking day. You can show yourself sucking a dick or you can show yourself just looking cute in a bikini. Mm-hmm. It's what you make it. It's literally your fans. They like you for you. Right. I can go on there with a full face of makeup or I can go there with a full broken cystic acne flare and they still fuck with me. Right. You get what I'm saying? So that's that's really all like that's really what it's about. That's all what yeah. it's really about. So it's ultimately what you want to do. So I feel comfortable with what I'm doing. Nobody's forcing me to do anything I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. So if I feel good about myself, why why don't why don't you feel good about me doing this? Mm-hmm. I've even gotten I'm really worried about you. You left your career. Or I'm really worried about you. Is this what you really want? Yeah. Listen, you're struggling with depression. You don't think that it's because you're doing OnlyFans? Mm-hmm. 
what if this is helping my depression? <laughs> Bitch, for real. Like, what if I need to look good for me to fucking feel better? Let me tell No, How about I need to accept myself in every stage for me to actually love myself? Yeah. For me to actually show up for myself? Facts. Mm. You get what I'm saying? It's always people projecting their insecurities on mm-hmm. others. Let me tell you how I've, ha- I've struggled with acne. I've struggled with my weight. I've struggled with so much that people think that they see this perfect, pretty girl in front of them like you don't know what you it wasn't took with to me love. shooting in the gym you, Behind you don't the know camera. how much it yeah. took to love myself mm-hmm. in every stage yeah i've cried literally in front of the camera right when i'm about to go live and be like i can't do this and hyperventilate and my fiance is like but babe you look beautiful i don't feel <laughs> i'm yeah. ugly i'm this i'm that and we need to pay rent and how i can't show up i can't you have to really. You are your biggest mm-hmm. critic. People don't know how hard you really gotta get through because if you work for somebody else, all you gotta do is just. Today's just gonna be a whatever date. Hi, hi, Susan. Yeah, fake mm-hmm. it till you make mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. No, this is all on mm-hmm. my accord. It's only mm-hmm. me and the mirror. Yeah, mm-hmm. literally. So I guess my next question is like, you know, what were your expectations when you started everything versus the reality of it? I think you kind of just talked about it a little bit, maybe, but yeah. I don't know if there's like so something when you else. Say, when you say the expectations of OnlyFans or entrepreneurship, I think Un- it has a whole. Okay. Because like I feel like OnlyFans does fall under entrepreneurship. Yes. Like, you know, exactly. Yes. So, like, you know. So, um, I thought it was going to be, it's going to be a solid year. And <laughs> I wish you guys would see her face. <laughs> and and it's gonna be great. And I'm gonna do amazing. And then once I'm famous, she sounds I'm like gonna Indiana. chill. <laughs> literally, I literally speak it into existence. That's right. how I say it. <laughs> and what's interesting is we envision the final goal. We don't envision. The process. Mm. We don't envision the next process. We don't envision us having oh. a b- mental breakdown. I'm gonna get that tattooed on me. What? <laughs> we envision the final, the the pro- the end result, and not the vision, like the process. So, start envisioning the process, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm doing more now. Like. Because if you envision the end goal, how the fuck are you gonna get to the end goal? Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody wants to be a millionaire. How are you gonna get there? So. My expectation was to just know how to get there and it'll happen for me. And the reality is you make it happen for you. But it's all a mindset shift. It's knowing that certain things aren't real, Mm -hmm. though they feel very real because our emotions make them feel real. We also have to learn how to tell our brains like, yo, chill. We can feel that right now. And when we're done. We got to get back to that because if we don't email that person back, we're going to self-sabotage and we're not going to get to where we really want to get. Yeah. But Kat, never stop speaking light. Never stop with that that desire that you had at the top of the year that it's going to go great. Oh, never facts. lose that. Oh, facts. I think because that's the that's the perspective. You get what I'm saying? That it is, is going to go great. You know, and and I'm also learning uh, definitely if you guys can read uh, the book. uh attachment styles we have an attachment to the wants our success we have to know that having preferences is so much more uh fulfilling than having uh these like being tied to a goal so i prefer for it to go great and if it doesn't that is okay because that's what's going to keep keep me going. Right. You know, so definitely just keeping that that uh, positive, positive mindset and envisioning the process of like saying, well, like, hey, I'm I might be overwhelmed, but I know that this is for a reason. Like it just gets you out of that scary like, oh, my God, what am I going to do tomorrow? Stay I actually time. saw something really quick tied to what you were saying. I saw something the other day that was talking about your future self. So I'm reading Atomic Habits by James Clear. Yes. 
I'm obsessed with that book. Um, and one of the things that I saw the other day, it said all of the things you're doing now and the little tasks you do, start looking at them as tasks and not goals because the task is what's going to get you to the bigger goal. Yes. So I saw that every little task you do is preparing you for your future self. So always act like the future person you see. Like yes. that's been my mentality. Like the person Julissa is going to be in five years, like I need to act like that now. Yeah, like what would she, what would she do? Well, she would drink uh, juice in the morning. Okay. Well, drink a juice. Oh, but it's so expensive. So go fucking buy a $50 juicer and buy some veggies. Right. You got what I'm saying? Oh, but no, but if you see yourself drinking the juice, drink the fucking juice. Right. You know oh, what I'm saying? Figure it out. Make it happen. That's definitely something. But the with. problem is we don't love ourselves enough to do it. No. So that's where it is. You got to love yourself I, enough to show I think up for it's yourself. Love, I think it's love and also the effort that we put. I, I don't feel like you gotta you want it, but if you there. love yourself, you're going to put the effort because you love you love somebody else that you'll buy them something that you probably wouldn't buy yourself. I was just about to say that right now. You'll make it happen for yes. that for their birthday, but not for yours. You put effort into others yeah. and you don't put effort into yourself. Like you're pouring yourself out more into somebody. You're not watering yourself like so the, the thing is that the key is to love yourself so much that you're like, well, I know right now I don't feel like it, but I love myself enough to know that in the grand scheme of things, I do want this. I don't want to go to the gym, but I know and that like I do want to be healthy. Don't make it an option. It's it's a must. Make and there's no if you have a choice, then you're leaving that choice up to you and how you feel in the moment to make that choice. Yeah. So if you make it an obligation and you're disciplined, Fuck how you feel. Yeah. You're going to do that yeah. thing. So, like, I'm going to use a really small thing that, an example that I've been doing. Um, I've, uh, I actually hurt my foot, and that's why I was out of commission for a, a few months. Um, and I couldn't create as often, and I couldn't even work as much. So, I gained some weight. And, you know, with a, per a, a person with body dysmorphia, that's, like, their worst fucking uh, nightmare. So, rather than to be hard on myself, I started to just learn to like love myself and yeah I can't go to the or I just recently maybe this week got clear to go to this uh to the gym but in the past maybe two months um I've been doing 10 minutes of yoga every yeah. day and what's funny is I want to tie that to the whole task thing because I've been showing up 10 sometimes it was an hour sometimes it was 10 minutes sometimes it was 15 20 you still showed up I showed up and my range of motion for my hips and for my is so good that I can do a squat better, even though it's less weight right now, I can do a squat better than I could before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's still putting me on track to who I want to be yep. and making me better. Why? Because every day, even if it's 10 minutes, I show up and do that task that yep. adds up. Wow. And just to kind of pivot um, into the next topic, but to end this one, I think the true test of love is discipline. Yes. So keep on doing what you're doing. Thank you. I don't know. That goes I, for I, all of us. Yeah. yeah, all of us. Yeah, like li like don't give up on those tasks. Like the day that you're like, oh fuck, I don't want to do anything. That's do it. Uh, that's okay that you don't want to do anything. Give yourself some time to process that. And then look at your tasks and be like, okay, which one are the most important ones? All right, let me do these two. That's so hard because I'm such a planner. So everything is just like, everything for me is a priority. But I definitely understand and I get, you know, trying to navigate through that. Yeah. Um, I guess just to tidy things up and to like, you know. Of course you would use the word tidy. I hate you so much. You're not cleaning, Diana. Um, you mean tie things up? Is that what you're trying to say? Tidy, no, tidy. Lo que sea. Whatever. Yes. To wrap it up. <laughs> to wrap it up. Um, I feel like I got a lot of key points from everything that you just, you know, explained to us and shared with us, which must have been very maybe alleviating. Yeah. Is that the word? Alleviating? Right? That's yeah. the word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're it's teaching so... you one day at a time. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess my last question is, what's next for Kat? I love that. So um, I'm currently on, uh, you know, I know I told you guys that my CMOS took a step back and I'm focusing on my OnlyFans. Um, I'm actually focusing as well on um, opening up a studio. I have a studio that's under construction right now. It's right. been under construction for some time now. Um, and we're going to be uh, opening up to the public in just a few more months. So I'm excited about that because I believe in... Uh, 
content creating mm-hmm. and I believe in expressing yourself. So I, my fiance and I decided that we wanted to open up a place so that we can allow others to create. I love and I, I'm going to let you guys know now I'm eventually in the future uh, planning on uh, writing a few shows um, that I have in mind. So I'm really looking forward to that. And, you know, that's part of the entire media and production uh, field. And hopefully we'll be able to shoot that. And you guys will see me later on winning some kind of award for my... Uh, yes. There's that master's from NYU. You feel me, baby? I got designer education, okay? We I can't wait to support you through all of your ventures. Thank you. Yes. And just... Great. And have you back here in a few months or years, whatever the case yes, is, and hear about yes. everything. We won't yes. talk about teaching anymore because that is a blast from the past and we're not going That's there. It. Over. Listen, um, I'm going to tell you I love teaching. It, I, it's still in me. It's just I'm the such a teacher. It's a part of you and it's who it's helped you to be today. Yes, so I agree. I honestly, like, you just, just, I'm going to end it right here. It literally makes my mind boil when I know the fact that content creators get paid more than teachers and the fact that teachers are literally like so monumental to yeah. every single generation. Like, you're they teaching shape. everybody something different. So I really feel like they need to increase the wages for the teachers. And like, it's ridiculous how they, probably treated you or not probably how they treated you and how others are probably going to the same thing so that's why the that teachers is my are... last and final point <laughs> so to end today's uh talk we do end our episode with a rule of life cat so what is your rule of life my rule of life is the only perception that matters about you is your own Yes. Period. Drops mic. No, let's not drop these. We're not. <laughs> All right, guys. We are going to close this out here. Kat, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank um, you so much. We I'm would so love happy. to have you back. And yes. best of luck in on your endeavors. Thank you so yes. much. Do you want to give any shout outs to your businesses? Have uh, the audience follow you and anything? Yes, yes, please. So follow me on Instagram. You love Kat. If you guys want to subscribe to my spicy content, the link is right there in my bio. Or you can look me up. You love Kat OF. And if you want to follow me on TikTok, talk you love cat two t's or you could do you love cat underscore i have a couple of backup pages they've banned me it's terrible (laughs) (laughs) well from here on out no more banning but thank you so much for coming and we're peacing out again don't forget to also rate our episode subscribe to our episode leave us a A review review. share this with your friend your co-worker your grandma your granddaddy everybody (laughs) please and from there we are peacing out bye y'all bye